You want to be hardcore, you want to be extreme. Well, if you're like the Sandman, then you're listening to the podcast Drunk Wrestling History, dudes. And please be drunk when you hear it. I kept Kleenex in business in the late 90s. Mike Austin might have fucked to knock his wife. But just say no to this pay-per-view. Wait, were you making a death joke? Told you we should have gone to the donkey show. Stop choking yourself. It's either death or defecation. Woo! What's up, Drunk Marks and Drunk Marquettes? Welcome to 205 Jive. I'm Adam. I'm your designated host. They are the Drunk Wrestling Historians. This is Eddie. Step off. I'm doing the hump. And this is Scott, educating the masses one drink at a time. Thank you all very much for joining us. We have a fun episode planned for all of you. As a simple reminder, uh, just uh, head over to whatamaneuver.net. Get those Drunk Wrestling History t-shirts available in uh, many styles and sizes. Great uh, uh, on-demand printing on uh, high-quality material. Uh, Head over to whatamaneuver.net. You got got matching drinks in hand. With umbrellas, I have Inca Cola. So let's. Uh, so, in other words, we're entering the event with alcohol in hand, just like what uh, many people had entering these events. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! And it's gonna be a hoot. This episode, we're taking it back to the year of our Lord, 1997. This is just five weeks after the Montreal Screw Job, and believe it or not. This is not televised. These, the occurrences took place on back-to-back nights on December 14th and 15th in Memphis, Tennessee and Little Rock, Arkansas. These had to do with the 1997 WWF riots. So um, we're going to focus on the Little Rock one on this. And the main reason for that is because there's not a lot of information out there about the Memphis one. And the reason for that is because the Memphis one, from all accounts, those riot, that riot wasn't shit compared to the one in Arkansas. From everything I've read, everything I've heard, our, the Little Rock one was the one that really... It shook. It, 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 was, it was the main event. It got compl- Yeah, right. That was the main event of the weekend's riots. Yeah. Arkansas told Memphis, hey, you think that was good? Hold our beer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <right>. literally. <laughs> totally. Exactly. So I'm glad that you mentioned that it was five weeks after the Montreal screw job because that's actually relevant and I don't have that in my notes. Um, and that's relevant because Shawn Michaels at this point might have been the most hated person in wrestling. Easily. Right? Easily. Yeah. Yes. I mean, besides Vince, as far as wrestlers go, he would have been the most hated. Right. Because a lot of people viewed him as the guy that drove Brett out. Right, exactly. They were like, you made Brett leave. Um, you fucked him. You were the one who fucked him over. Exactly. Even He took, he took at least as much blame as Vince did. Right. Well, Brett was beloved mm-hmm. by most. Even though he was a heel when he left the company, he was still beloved by so many WWF fans that even if you were a Shawn Michaels fan, you still kind of hated him a little bit because he's the guy that made Brett leave. Right, right. So this... So kind of what started the whole thing off, like they really, the company really stepped on their own dick with the way they booked this because they advertised it as being raw. They said, yes. they said it was being the raw. The Little Rock show. It was yeah, on a Monday the, night. Right, the Little Rock show. So yeah, Memphis was on Sunday. 
Little Rock was Monday. Right. They said <laughs> they said it was going to be raw. Everybody shows up. So now I heard, I read an interview, or not an interview, but like a blog from a guy who was there. And he was like, all the TV advertising said it was raw. Our tickets fucking said raw. I think and they said that uh, Rock uh, did uh, radio promos. Saying, I can't wait yeah. for Raw tonight. Yeah, exactly. And right. there was no separation of rosters then because there was no SmackDown. So there couldn't be a just confusion WWF. of a Raw. Yeah. yeah, there was no Raw roster or Smack. It was just your roster. Right. There was so, only the one flagship show. So the reason it wasn't Raw was because they had taped that week's Raw the week before, the Monday before. I don't know. Yes. I forget where that was. But it had already been taped. This is at the point where they're taping two weeks of TV at a time. Right. Which they, is, and WCW used that as ammunition against them. And that's why they went to taping or to doing live every week because right. WCW is spoiling what happened because they knew. Right. Unless you had been to a Raw taping where they taped two weeks worth of shows, it was likely that you didn't know that they taped it that way. Right. I, the only reason I figured it out was because sometime, probably maybe, maybe 96, you know, a while before this. I noticed there was a guy in the front row wearing a Misfits shirt, and it was the, the Crimson Ghost, the whole shirt. That's totally something you would catch, too. And I would catch it, because I love the Misfits, right. and just that logo stands out, because it's a black t-shirt with a big, giant, white skull thing right. on it. The dude was in the same seat two weeks in a row. Then I kind of started paying attention, and I sort of just figured it out on my own. I was like, oh, they're taping two weeks at a time. They're going back to back. So unless yep. you had figured that out, or you'd been to a taping, you it's totally possible you wouldn't know that this week's Raw was taped last week. Right. And, and of this course, was, this is 1997. No yes. social media. No, no exactly. not even internet. Right. Well, kind yeah. of internet, but okay. not enough to where not enough a to majority knew. Yes, exactly, exactly right. right, Adam. Yes. So why in the fuck they advertise it that way? I have no idea. That's shady as hell. That's shady. Yeah, that's bullshit to do that. So the company right away fucked up. And, and you're already getting shelled in the ratings by WCW. So it really makes you question, like, do we really want to anger our fans with this bullshit? Right. The last thing you want to do is fuck over the fans that you do. Yes, have. exactly. Yeah, so it was raw. They only sold 6,000 tickets. Now, I, could, I should have looked this up. I don't know how many people live in Little Rock and the surrounding area. So I don't know what would be a good uh, gate. Right. Um, I know here, like, if they came and did uh, Raw at the Shark Tank, 6,000 tickets, you'd be like, damn, dude, fucking business is bad. It's bad. I don't yeah, know how good it's, that it's was. Like well, there was K. also that one time we went to SmackDown at, uh, at the Coliseum. They, like, Breaking Illusion, they block off several sections of seats. Yes. So, but, oh, but, they do. so, yeah, you could easily fill half an arena and still get away with it, but still 6,000, that's... Like a third of capacity still. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, I don't know what third... I don't know what capacity it is of this arena. In that market, yeah. Right. It's hard but, to tell. Yeah, so I don't really know how well it sold. Is kind of... And like I said, I could have Googled this, um, but I didn't. Uh, well, that's what drunk people do. Right. This is a drunk podcast. We live the gimmick. Um, so they're asking for trouble right away by doing this. Immediately, yes. Big fuck up. So people get there, they're like, oh shit. They walk in, they just see the dumb curtain, not the Titantron, not the stage, nothing, none of that. Right. So not only are they at a house show that they expect to be a Raw, they're missing Raw. Yes. Because Raw's on TV. Yes. There was no TiVo in 97. (laughs) Right. Some people knew how to program their VCR. Some. Most didn't. Mm -hmm. So they're like, not only am I missing Raw, I think I'm going to Raw. And I'm going to a fucking house show. Yep. And people were bringing signs as if they were going to be at Raw. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, so then on top of that, I don't know who was... So I heard... So 
I'm trying to figure out who was in charge of the show, who was running the show for the weekend. And the best I could find out was Cornette. I listened to Cornette. He said it was probably Lanza. Like okay. he, said, he said he wasn't sure, but he was like, these were the guys who would run the weekend shows or, you know, the, the loops from, you know, Thursday to Monday. And he said it was probably Lanza, but he wasn't sure. Okay. I'm just going to go with it was Lanza. What in the fuck was Lanza thinking? <laughs> because every match ended up being super short. Right. Like 10 minutes, maybe. Or 10 minutes Less was long. Than, yeah. Yeah. So 10 minutes is generous. Yeah. Yeah. So the opening match was Kane versus Chains. Oh my gosh. Which who wants to see that anyway? You know Kane's going to kick his ass. Right. Kane kicked his ass in like three minutes. <laughs> this would be a month, two months after Kane debuted. He debuted at Bad Blood in October. Right. So he's like one of the big heels in the company. So you start off with a heel winning the first match, which typically doesn't happen in the house show. They typically yeah. start with the baby face. Not winning. a great way to start it off. Yep. Yeah. And then usually the second match is a comedy match. Yes. Um, to really get the crowd. Like, so now you get a big baby face win and then you get to laugh in the second one. Yes. No, they're like, send Kane out and have him beat Chains in three minutes, <laughs> which on TV would make perfect sense. Have Kane beat Chains in three minutes because Chains, Chains shouldn't last more than three minutes right. with Kane. But for how that should have been like the fifth match or the match, bef- like the piss break match or something. Exactly. No, put it on first. Huge fuck up. Huge. So... Did either of you guys find any more matches? The only other match I found besides the main event was um, Undertaker and The Rock in a casket match. And I can't That's find the it. rest of the card. That, and then it was Triple H versus, I want to say, Goldust in the main event? No. What no. was supposed to be? No. No. So it was Taker versus The Rock, who was IC champ at the time, in a non-title casket match. Casket match, right. Which went about six minutes. And uh, back-to-back nights. Yeah. They did, <laughs> yeah. And apparently Taker was hurt, which is probably why they made it a casket match. That makes sense. Um, yeah. Because I was like, you know, maybe he couldn't do a tombstone. You right. Know, it might be a leg issue or something. Right, right. So, so you don't need to have his finisher go. Fuck him up, roll him into the casket. Right. Um, so this is when people start throwing shit at the ring. <laughs> Wait, what was the main event, though? So the main event, I was, I'm going to get to that. But uh, the main event was supposed to be Sean and uh, Triple H versus Stone Cold and Dude Love. Oh, it was a tag. Okay, so I thought match. I read it as Triple H versus. Du- Thank you for clarifying. It was not Goldust. I had read it as Triple H and Dude Love in the main event. I didn't no. know it was going to be a tag match with with Stone Cold involved. That might have been. The, you might have seen Memphis. Maybe Memphis. Maybe was, that was the Memphis uh-uh. card. Not, no, Memphis was supposed to be DX versus Jeff Jarrett and Jerry Lawler. Right, right. Tennessee. Oh. Right, exactly. Even even though that would have actually been awesome. Yeah, even though it was going to be like. Even though Jeff Jarrett and uh, Jerry Lawler would be the heels, that would be their homecoming match. They want that's one where okay, they're not going to be evil. They'll they'll just go out there have a good time and with they the match. W- they would have been the faces of that match because DX were heels at this point. Yeah, and it's Memphis, and it's huh? Memphis. Yeah, they yeah. would have been the faces of that oh. match. Yeah, but but either way, it would be a homecoming match for them. Right. So Memphis got fucked out of that match, which is actually kind of. It's surprising that that wasn't the worst of the two riots. Right, you right. Know, you think yeah. the one in Memphis where the oh, two yeah. Memphis guys don't get to wrestle. Yes. That everyone paid to see. But, um, so people started throwing shit at the ring after uh, the Taker match. Yes. Which, this is at the time where um, they're every Monday they're throwing shit at the NWO. Yeah, it kind of became the norm. And I don't want to say that WCW glorified it, but they kind of glorified they kind of it. Like they into it. Yeah, they let it be on TV. They didn't reprimand the fans. Like, you would mm-hmm. think the announcers would be like, these unruly fans, we're going to have them thrown out for throwing shit in the ring. 
they never did anything to curb that. Right, it was you think all... they cut away from it, cut to a video package. Exactly. That's one. Yeah, like... I mean, and any sporting event, I mean, in theory, pulling back the curtain, if somebody runs onto the field, you don't give them the coverage. Yes, exactly. Or because like Because you wrestling... don't want to, I mean, even though audio-wise, it's implied what's going on, you don't want someone to visually see and learn how to do it. Yes. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, so at some point during the show after that, <laughs> they decided to give Danny Hodge an award. Oh, dear. like they were going to present it with some kind of plaque, and they had Sean <laughs> in the ring with them because yeah. I guess Lanza was drunk booking. I don't know why you would put the heel in the ring with the guy receiving an award. Right? Like, come on. So Jr. got Danny Hodge to come in for this because it's the old Miss Mid South area. Yes. They boo the shit out of the whole thing because Sean's there. They all love because Danny Sean's Hodge. there. Yes, but they're of booing because of that. And I'm, <laughs> Danny Hodge, I'm sure, wasn't watching Raw every week. You know, Lanza I mean? was hammered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. We oh, should fuck. have him on this show. Fuck it, send out Sean. Just out. send Sean out. Yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> God, not even Taker. Like, come on, man. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, I really couldn't find anything else out of, out about the rest of the show until the main event. So, like we said, that was Sean and H versus Dude Love and Stone Cold. Dude Love and Stone Cold. Now, it's kind of unclear from the information out there, but I think that Sean and Triple H came into the ring first. Which, Sean was the champ, but it makes sense to have the baby faces come out last at a house show. It would, totally. It would make sense because I don't... I don't think uh, there's been any info on uh, reactions from Mick or uh, Austin from that. Right. I don't think they even came to the ring. I think Sean and Triple they H... They haven't published anything about their reactions, even if they've... Been, and I saw one article where it said supposedly that was the match. Yeah. So that to me says, oh, DX came to the ring, but their opponents didn't. Right. Before shit got crazy. Yep. So at this point, they're fucking... So Sean was out there antagonizing the crowd, as Sean would do. Of course. He was the heel. As That's the his top job. heel should do. Yes. But it's like you said, it was five weeks after Montreal. They fucking hated him even more than they did before. Right. And Shawn Michaels is just the best of all time. That dude could get, we've all seen it, he would get legit heat. Like, he would do, remember we stuck the fucking Canadian flag in his nose and shit like that? Like, he would come out and, like, go stiff on the crowd. Yep. And they fucking, when he wanted them to hate him, they fucking hated him. Yeah. We talked about uh, Paul Orndorff. How he was able to do that in the Paul Orndorff episode. We talked about Mm -hmm. how good he was on the face side. But then, like, making fun of fat chicks in the gym, (laughs) the heel side of Paul Orndorff. Like, HBK definitely had that same ability. Oh, fuck To make you hate his fucking guts. Or love him. Well, in this case, as we had mentioned, Montreal Screwjob happened shortly before this. He had gotten rid of the huge favorite of the WWF fans. Universally, Shawn Michaels was hated at this point. And so he, for him to get in the ring and play that up, yeah, uh, just completely riled up the crowd. He was, he was already pissed that they were missing Raw on TV and weren't at a <laughs> Raw live event themselves. Yeah, he's like, they're already throwing shit. Let's go make it worse. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And, you know, I kind of do blame WCW for this because when the NWO formed, we've all seen the video, how much shit was flying in the ring that continued to happen at Nitro. They never did anything to curb it. So wrestling fans were showing up at arenas ready to throw tomatoes. Like, and that's, yeah. that's not okay. And this was not long after the ECW chair throwing thing. Exactly. Thank you for bringing that, that up. Over and over. Yes. Yes, so it's yeah. almost being glorified, like, hey, show up and you can be part of the show by throwing shit in the ring. Fuck no. Yeah. Absolutely not. Yeah, I'll put it this way. I've been to probably, well, okay, at this point, 97. No, I hadn't been to a WWE show then. 
But I've been to I've, I've been to fuck, dude, probably close to a hundred WWE shows now. Yeah, more than right. I mean, a lot. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> it would never occur to me to throw something at the ring. Absolutely fucking not. I went to one WCW show around this time, maybe a little later, ninety eight, maybe in Sacramento. Yes, in Sacramento. If I'd been close enough to the ring, I probably would have thrown shit. Because it, it was okay. It was okay. And also part of it is like um, like gang mentality, right? Like, well, everybody's throwing shit. They're not going to throw me out. Exactly. That kind of thing. Exactly. There's like 300 other people throwing shit in the ring. I'm just going to be fucking one of them. Right. So even yeah. people who wouldn't necessarily do it will do it because whatever. Yeah. So people show up to this show pissed off and all of a sudden it's okay to throw shit in the ring. Yeah. And now your biggest heel gets in the ring. Exactly. Talk shit. Yep. Pisses them off even more. Yep. They sat through a shit show, Miss Raw. Yeah. Short matches. Short matches. So now it's unclear what Sean got hit with. I read there was a piece of paper. That's I read what I heard it, too. I yeah. read that it was a glass bottle. One dude who wrote a blog about it said they were selling beer in glass bottles. Oh my gosh. I've also heard people were throwing whiskey bottles, so I, I which I assume people smuggled in whiskey. You know, <laughs> yes. like you bring in a pint of whiskey. The Arkansas turns up. It said that there were only 20 security personnel. For yes. Fans, yeah. yes, good point. Yeah, and I was like, dude, people are smuggling in whiskey. I gotta go, I gotta go to a show in Little Rock. I know, dude, Arkansas. Yeah, it's like a party. Yep. Um, so Sean gets on the mic and he's I, I saw several different quotes, but the most common one I read was, due to your immature bullshit, this match is over or the show is over. Yep. You yeah. lost your main event. So he walks out, he splits, he just goes to the back, and now the place goes fucking berserk. Well, they weren't quite sure if he actually had the ability to make that call. Right. The like, you're not getting your main event. Yeah. Then the dude comes out and thanks people for showing up. And it's like, oh, fuck. You're really fuck, canceling the show. Yeah. Poor, Get the pitchforks and the torches. This place is going down. Yeah. Poor Fink has to make the announcement. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> he's about to get scalped when he's already scalped. <laughs> yeah. They're going to scalp what's left of him. Yeah. <laughs> Don't take my three pieces of hair. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah, someone's going to have a horseshoe-shaped scalp on their, on their wall <laughs> above the mantle. Um, so sh- they leave. They just walk out. Yep. And then, right, they make the announcement, and the place goes nuts. Yeah. I heard they started setting the seats on fire. I heard flaming rolls of toilet paper were thrown. Flaming rolls of toilet paper, yeah. Security um, personnel had a shirt ripped off, and that was immediately torched. Lit on fire. Yeah. 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 If they set the seats on fire... That's a nice arena, dude, because I've never sat in an arena with nice padded seats that you could light yeah, on fire. flammable seats? Absolutely yeah, not. No. Yeah, I've, I've seen them in small theaters. Right. Like when Slayer right. played at the Ritz in New York, and they started tearing the cushions off the seats and throwing <laughs> them at the stage. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they were banned from New York for like a couple years after that. Damn. Uh, they got banned from L.A. on the same tour, too. Um, yeah, they start lighting shit on fire. Yep. They start fighting. Like, they're fighting each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something that's like Street Fighter. Well, yeah, they couldn't fight with the WWE personnel, so like, fuck it, let's beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, exactly. And I bet some of those fights uh, lasted longer than (laughs) five minutes. Yeah. And just reading all about this, I'm like, man, this is like classic late 90s Sean. Oh, totally. Um, And I think the company kind of fucked up, too. Well, I did hear that they warned the fans to stop throwing shit earlier in the show. They should have had Fink warn them then. Um, at, right. like when they started throwing shit before the main event, like they should have warned him then put the, put the heat on Fink. They probably would have calmed down cause they want to see stone cold. Right. Exactly. Yeah. He was the biggest guy in the company in 97. And if they don't, if they don't calm down, then you call the show. Right. You know? Right. But at least give them a warning shot. Right. Like we will take down the fucking ring. If you guys keep throwing shit. 
Yeah, exactly. And I heard that Sean was in the back and they tried to get him to go back out and calm everyone down and do the match. And he was Wrong like, no. guy to do that. No, fuck no. He was like, no, I'm not going back out there. No. Fuck him. That's not his job. They're the biggest deser- heel in the company. Yeah. Heel, but the way they're acting, they don't deserve it. Exactly. Not, I mean, yeah, he's the heel, but he made the right call. That's, yeah. that's safety. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He said it was an unsafe work environment. Yeah. Call Tony Schiavone. Have him come over here and tell people it's wrong because WCW is the one fucking putting this shit over. <laughs> yeah. That's actually a good point. Um, so after that, people went out. <laughs> the best part is people went outside uh, in the parking lot and they went to the box office asking for refunds. Got no refunds. After the show? <laughs> yeah. And when they didn't get a refund, they were like, well, fuck this. And they start rioting in the parking lot. Oh, my gosh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> they start lighting more fires out there. So the cops at that point, I think it basically cleared the arena out. Uh, but, yeah, people, instead of going home, they were like, well, I'm going to go get my money back. <laughs> Set this fucking box office on fire, son. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also read that they didn't offer refunds at all. Now, I've been to a couple WWE shows where for whatever reason the main event that was advertised yes. wasn't going to happen. You have by the X amount of matches in before it you decide. It was by the end of the second match. Yes. And I've been there a couple times for that. So I actually don't believe that part of it. I think that- I was actually at a WWF show. Uh-huh. The the main event was supposed to be Ultimate Warrior versus Ric Flair. Okay. Ultimate Warrior got fired. So okay. they turned Ultimate Warrior into Undertaker. So suddenly you had Undertaker versus Ric Flair. Ric Flair decided he was going to get out of his contract in January because his event was in November. Ric Flair was going to get out of his contract in January, so he decided to not show up at the house show. They replaced Flair with nails. So it was supposed to be Ultimate oh Warrior God. versus Ric Flair turned into the main event of Undertaker versus Nails. <laughs> they did the same thing at that show. If you're unhappy by the end of the second match, go to the box office. We will ha- happily refund your money. This was in 92. One, two. 92. Yes. So you're saying the third match took place in an empty arena. <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> no because the people that showed up knew what it was but they yeah. still had to make the announcement that hey the main event changed in case you haven't been paying attention so people had the opportunity to back out but and you're was, like fuck it I paid 20 bucks for parking already uh, yeah exactly I'm already here I'm not getting refunded on parking it's a right. whole thing so fuck it yeah. I'll stick around yeah yeah um, so Pritchard so I, I I listened to Pritchard's podcast okay he claimed that Sean and Triple H basically just got the crowd too hot nothing to do with it being advertised as raw. That was their jobs, dude. Yeah, nothing to do. Exactly. And he said... Total false advertising. Yeah, and he said Sean loved doing that. He took pride in getting the crowd riled up. Yes. Of course he did. Of course. But he... But uh, this was pushing it. Right, but for Pritchard, there's no acknowledgement of it it not being a raw or being shitty two-minute matches, nothing. He's just like, yeah, just the the crowd just got fucking too crazy. Don't pin this on Sean. Pin this on Lanza. Right, right. Well, I mean, Sean leaving just from getting hit with one thing... Like maybe, like I said, go to the back, make an announcement that you're not coming back unless they calm down. Yeah, you know, yeah. like Sean could have done better, but Pritchard's making it out like it was just, just that the crowd just took it the wrong way. But look, 97 HBK is not the guy to go out and calm the waters. That's not his fucking no, job, dude. His no, job no, no, is no, no. to go out, incite the crowd. He's the hottest heel probably in wrestling mm-hmm, at that mm-hmm. point. You're gonna have him try to go out and be the babyface? No, right. absolutely fucking not. Right, right. Yeah, but you know Pritchard, he's always going to defend the company, no matter what it is. Sure. The company, did, sure. the company always did the right thing. You know, of course. Like nothing, yeah. You'll never hear him say anything bad. He he's said he's that, got the company's back. He's he said Owen line. was depressed the last couple of weeks before before he fell. You know what Motherfucker. I mean? Motherfucker. Yeah. I mean, he said um, he said Jimmy Snuka's wife deserved it. So that's the kind of guy. It was he her was fault just, for being, being named Nancy. Right, right. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Her feet shouldn't have been wet by the pool. <laughs> so that's Pritchard. So, um, so here's something interesting. Do you want to know what was on Raw that night? Because I just watched it yesterday. I would love to. Okay, so here's the card. I'll give you the matches first, and then I'll tell you like the kind of happenings that went on. Okay, Takamit Chinoku defeated Jerry Lawler by DQ. Dude Love versus Road Dog ended in a no contest. Mark Henry defeated the Brooklyn Brawler. Oh! And this is like, Mark Henry was brand new. Okay. He wasn't with the nation. Okay. Tom Brandy defeated the Sultan. Tom Brandy, so like this is after Salvatore Sincere. And they actually showed, uh, this is right after that, because they showed okay. Mark Merrow um, right before that. Gotcha. Um, Steve, Mac- Steve Blackman defeated Miguel Perez. And the Legion of Doom won by DQ. Uh, they beat Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Oh, okay. So here's here's like the happenings on that show. Um, this is the show where Stone Cold threw The Rock's belt into the river. Oh, that was a good one. Right? Ooh. Yeah. This is the show where Vince did that little video where he said, we're not going to insult your intelligence anymore. This is going to be the new era of wrestling. And the attitude era. Yeah, we're not going to have the good guy versus bad guy. Yeah. And we're going to do things. He mentioned Seinfeld. He's like, we're going to do like contemporary programming like Seinfeld. I was like, what? What the fuck does that even mean? Um, This was also, I believe this is the first time that DX and the New Age Outlaws were together. I was going to say, was this the DQ finish because they shaved half of Hawk's exactly. mohawk? The Outlaws ran in, beat up, DQ, uh, beat up Legion of Doom. Shaved his uh, head. And I yeah. think that's the last we saw of LOD until they were LOD 2000. Yes. Yeah. You're right. So that's the Raw that was on TV while okay. they're watching Kane beat Chains <laughs> oh, in three dude. minutes. And that was a hot fucking Raw too, dude. Mm-hmm. I remember that one when it went down. Me too. Me too. That's crazy. Yeah. And you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if Vince goes on TV and makes a similar announcement within the next few months. I'm, I was the way tell- AEW is picking it up. I was literally telling Carissa today... Um, I'm waiting for an announcement like that from yep. Vince or Steph or Triple H or whoever yep. of like, yeah. Cause I feel like they got to be getting close to where they feel like their backs are against the wall. And they got to yeah. fight back. There's a fire down. on our ass. We need to make a change. Right. Raw's bullshit. We're about to make some changes. You guys are going to enjoy it. Yeah. Raw's been better. So and there has to be what is this? like some bigger change aside from the draft. Yeah. Yes. So we're, we're some kind of yes. major overhaul. What the hell yeah. is yes. it going to be? So for you guys listening to this, this today is we're recording this September 25th. Yep. So you'll hear this in, I don't know, three weeks or so. You'll hear it late, mid, late October. Um, Raw has been a lot better the last few weeks, probably the last month. It's actually been pretty good. Uh, not, Riddle's still been on. But not that's well, okay. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Yeah, it hasn't been SmackDown good, but it hasn't also hasn't been Dynamite good. Right. Um. So yeah, I I completely expect them to do something soon. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Um. Because what's but, the rule with WWE? When you've got competition, there's somebody nipping at your heels. You get fucking better yeah. because Vince demands it. He makes the changes necessary. Mm-hmm. That's always been the case with WWE. I don't expect anything different this time. Yeah, now's the time for them to heat up again. And yes, I, I hope absolutely. They, I hope, I don't know what they can do to do that, but I hope they figure it out. They'll figure it out. You know, they yeah. always do. They always have. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, by the time people hear this, it could be a different world. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Drew McIntyre will be on SmackDown and that makes all the difference. Yeah. Uh, so my biggest <laughs> takeaway from this was that Sean was a fucking prick. Yeah. <laughs> Because that was his job, damn it. Well, but just a prick in real life. Um, also that, yes. But he was completely fucking untouchable. Yes. He, you just, he they was. couldn't do anything to him. He's yeah. a prick, and, but he was in the right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and I read, I, I listened to an interview with JR about this. 
And he said that he thought Sean at this point was getting a little uh, like disillusioned with the company and bitter. He knew already that he was going to WrestleMania to lose to Stone Cold. And he knew that it was going to be the Austin era. Like he kind of knew that Stone Cold was going to be the next So he intentionally played Swan Song or played victim to Swan Song. Well, no, not so much that, but he was bitter about that. But he also knew like they can't, I can do anything I want. They can't fire me because they need me here till April. Yeah. You know? Like I'm, I could do, I mean, you know, he could pull his pants down, take a shit in the middle of the ring. What are they going to do to him? Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. 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 And he kind of had the attitude of like, you need me until April at least. And fuck you for not needing me after April. Yeah. Fuck you because you're making awesome. The next guy. So look, maybe that injury in the taker casket match at Royal Rumble was a blessing in disguise for WWE. They didn't need to deal with him after April. He yeah, was fucked. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? If you listen to Cornette, Cornette thinks that back injury was like bullshit. Because I've heard him say like, which if you watch him at WrestleMania, he was hurt. He was absolutely hurt. I don't know if he was career ending hurt. And Cornette doesn't seem to think that because he was like, hey, when did Sean come back? As soon as WCW was over with, you know? Hmm. So hmm. I would say that was kind of an interesting point. Damn. Like, I don't know. That's like a conspiracy theory. Yeah. But it was kind of interesting when he said that, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that wraps up the Little Rock Riot. And Adam needs to go pick up the pizzas. Because he's the only one who can drive. Adam, get the pizzas. (laughs) This just makes me wonder that, like, Jericho really did mention and break down the science of get actual heat, make yourself believable. But this was fucking pushing it. Also, just in general, what has WWF done or now WWE done to really make sure that there is a safe working environment? know just changing from bicycle rails to actual guard pads or whatever i also don't have fired naya (laughs) it's okay injure as many people on a personal level i'm also even though it does happen i am not a fan of beach ball mania when that shit happens because that's Mm -hmm. distracting as fuck to performers it is and i've seen it it, i believe it's distracting to me i hate it yeah oh yeah i agree with you yes and even i think i have seen it in person twice and specifically, Cesaro dashes into the crowd, grabs that shit, and deflates it because that shit should not be distracting the performers. So, yeah, like me as him, a fan, I catch that shit. I'm putting a fucking get blade your hands in it. dirty and uh, stop that. And yep. I mean, at least performers they have or they have the right set of mind to like break that illusion for their own safety because that's dangerous. They shouldn't have to put up with that. But yeah, uh, the main uh, thing is that uh, I have to get the FS out of here to get the pizza. So with, uh, with that said, please let us uh, know what you think about these uh, these uh, occurrences. Were you there? How did you survive? And why the fuck were you throwing things? Don't do that. I know Sean's an asshole, but don't do that. That's rude. Uh, but uh, please leave us reviews on the podcasting platforms. And uh, yeah, just let, just let us know what you think uh, so we keep this... Drunk Wrestling Adventure afloat. Uh, With all that said, with Scott and Eddie, I'm Adam reminding you to please continue following Common Sense Safety Measures. Enjoy your buzz. Watch wrestling responsibly. Drink like nobody's watching. And we'll see you next time for another great episode. One, two, three. See y'all. I'm out. Get the pizza. Cheers.
Thank <laughs> you.